Hey everybody, welcome to Honest Conversations, a podcast by young people for young people. Join us for discussions with our peers, testimonies from guest speakers, and a whole lot of truth as we empower you to walk confidently with Jesus and create change wherever you may go. Hello everyone and welcome back to Honest Conversations. I'm Gavin Wagner and with me in studio today is Wally Adabogan. Hey Gavin. So Wally, uh, we're going to be doing one of our purpose or our stories uh, episodes where we interview and get to know about your faith journey and your story, your walk with God. And how that works is just everyone's faith journey is different and unique. So we want to highlight uh, how you're living out your call and this, these one-on-one interviews will encourage you that your story is worth sharing and maybe inspire some others to do the same, right? So just to get started, Wally, why don't you kind of just uh, tell us about yourself, who you are? All right. Thanks, Gavin. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, it's always weird when you get to talk about yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I wanted to start first to just, you know, commend you know, the organizers of Honest Conversation for the great work that they're doing. So, Gavin and team, thank you. Uh, It's great to see young people wanting other young people to know the Lord and and build a community, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, of of Christian faith. I think that's amazing. So I want to say that at first. Well, thank Uh, you. Yes. Uh, And a little bit about myself. My name is Wale Adibogun, and I'm married. Uh, I've got twin girls. They're seven years old. Uh, amazing girls. <laughs> uh, I'm a banker by profession, uh, so I work uh, for one of the five big banks uh, as a branch manager in downtown Regina. And um, I'm also a preacher. I've been a preacher since I was 17. I uh, love to preach. <laughs> I love to share God's word. Um, I'm very passionate about the subject of leadership marriage and personal finance, those three subjects as uh, things that I really love and I sort of build my whole purpose of, you know, helping others to maximize their potential and be all that God has created them to be. So it's kind of copped in these three three areas for me. So uh, whether it's my day job, you know, or, you know, outside my day job, I find myself touching on these three areas. So yeah. so that's a little bit about myself. Um, I've got a master's degree in leadership, um, some certifications, actually quite a few in the financial industry. But uh, besides that, I think the greatest certification I have is that I'm a child of God and, <laughs> and I'm born again, proud to talk about that. Uh, interestingly, at work, you know, people also know that Wale is a banker slash preacher. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a little bit about myself. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here, and uh, I look forward to hearing more about your story here, especially your faith journey. So, you know, we're just going to get started with your first impression of God, like how old were you and so on from there. So um, I grew up in a city called Lagos in Nigeria. And Lagos is a city of about 20 million people, if you can imagine, um, compared to Regina, about <laughs> less than 250,000. Um, and, and moved to Canada when I was 24. And I grew up in a Christian family. Well, back up a little bit. In a family that goes to church every Sunday, I guess is the be- better word to put it. But, you know, my parents were really you know, serious about their faith or, uh, you know, anything like that until, you know, my dad passed when I was 12. 
And, and then my mom later on, you know, became more serious with her faith. But in my family, I was really the first person that came to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we went to church on Sunday and, you know, Sunday school, all those kind of things. But we really never, or I really never took, you know, church that seriously growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had three boys, or has three boys, I should say. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of went to church. So, you know, learn Sunday school, all the rhymes and all of those yeah. fun things you do. So so that was it growing up, but I wasn't really into, into you know, accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yeah, so like your your view on God was really just, you know, I go to church and that's it. That exactly. Was, you didn't really have yeah. anything outside of that, Because right? that's what everybody did on Sunday. Right? You just yeah. go to church, so you just kind of tag along, right? Yeah, yeah. right. So now when did you accept Christ? Like what before actually before you accepted Christ, what were kind of like your view uh on the world and kind of like what what did your life revolve around? So growing up uh, again in the city of Lagos, uh I mean I was a typical teenager. I mean went to high school, uh graduated um just before my 16th birthday. Uh, which happened to be the same year that I met the Lord. And so it was just, you know, do all the rebellious things that teenagers do, I guess. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much it. Um, I, was, I was quite the, you could say, maybe the odd one in the family. Uh, for some weird reason, I enjoyed doing what my parents told me not to do <laughs> at those times. Not, not very proud of that moment, but... Um, yeah, my, my worldview was, you know, life is life. Of course, I went to school. You know, there were some days I skipped school and stuff like that. But um, went to school, did good with my grades. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't much. It's just like any normal it's just like teenager I'm here on Earth. This up. is just life. This not, is just life, I guess. And, and then maybe you just see people who are like maybe – accountants or doctors or lawyers or bankers and like oh i hope i become this you know someday right so that was the trajectory that i was yeah. certainly following uh in my own life i remember one time telling myself oh, I, uh, I watched a man who was the u.n secretary general at the time uh kofi annan who is from ghana and i said oh maybe i, I would be this man someday and at another time i would change it i'm like no uh, maybe I want to be this tomorrow, you know, just flip flop a lot, you know, yeah. without really uh, much sense of direction growing mm-hmm. up. So that would lead us to the question is what made you accept Christ or what led you to accept Christ and just when that was in your life? So for me, thanks for asking that question. I came to know the Lord um, at 16. And uh, so that was November 13. My birthday was November 14th, so just the date of my birthday there. And um, I was visiting my uncle at the time, and they were living in a place somewhere in southwest Nigeria. And so I was staying with them at that time. So I took you. I I wasn't feeling well. Um, And I was really sick, and I remember being in this room. And, of course, my birthday was the following day. So mm-hmm. I, I was really scared. I felt like I was dying. I felt like life was going out of me. Um, I later found out that I had typhoid fever uh, okay. was what I had at the time. But I didn't know at that time. So as I sat in that room, you know, I feel like I was 
I was dying, and something just popped in my mind. And, and I guess this is probably uh, the seeds of the Word of God that have been sown over the years, even from going right. to Sunday school. So there's a parent listening in today, uh, and maybe your kids are not quite responding yet. You know, don't worry. Keep sowing the seed. Keep taking them to church. You know, keep plugging them in in Christian circles, youth groups and stuff, because those things, I guess, they matter, right? So for me, it was those little seeds. Um, so in that room that day, something just said, you know, you could call upon God. And then I'm like, yeah, I guess I could. There's nothing to lose anyway. <laughs> so is that I get saved or I die, right? So I better call upon God. And of course, I was scared of death. I didn't want to die. It was my birthday the following day. So I just prayed a prayer. And I prayed and I said, God, if you'd heal me, I'll, I'll live the rest of my life for you. Wow. Right. And, and that was a turning point in my life. And like I said, before then, we've been around church circles, you know, but never really taking it seriously. I guess it took me going away to a circle where I, I didn't really belong for that, you know, conviction to really right. take place in my spirit. And, and that was the moment that things changed. Right. Something changed in me. I knew something had changed in me. So by the time I went back home, Right to where we were living at that time in Lagos, and, and things were different. Right? right, so that's how I came to know the Lord, November uh, 13, thousand and one. Wow! So twenty so, years this year, you could say. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So would you say like that point is like when you really like after that? Did you just really start going to serve God, or did it take time? That that was it. Was, it was just that was the moment, right? So. Yeah. Uh, God wouldn't let me go. I wouldn't let God go. Certainly I had challenges, you know, mm -hmm. here and there. But one thing that really helped me is, uh, so not long after, a few months after, I got an admission to go into university. Again, this is back in Nigeria. And that's where I really caught a lot of fire, right? Because when I got on campus, there were a lot of Christian brothers and Christian mm -hmm. sisters there. So we had a group of fellowship. And it was just that's amazing, awesome. right? Yeah. That was... I remember my first opportunity uh, that I was giving to come and teach Bible study. <laughs> I couldn't sleep overnight. I was sweating. <laughs> right. So those were the kind of moments that helped strengthen my faith. Yeah. And, and that really helped me know the Lord. And since then, I, I've never looked back. I mean, there is no reason to look back. Yeah. So would you say like those uh, friends in university that made those Christian friends, were they people that helped you like really understand the message of God or was there someone else that very well helped you in that area? Very well. So what I did is, you know, I told you I prayed that prayer in that little room somewhere in southwest Nigeria. And so I met up with the pastor of the church that my uncle was going to at that time. Mm -hmm. And then I told him that, hey, I had prayed this prayer. Um, and so he, he noticed that I would, you know, I wanted more. Mm. So for me, it was no longer a Sunday, Sunday tonic, right? You just go and yeah. show up and, yeah, mom, I've gone to church. You know, I guess we're we'll going next week, week, right? I'm good <laughs> for the week, right? Uh, so I wanted more. So I started inquiring, you know, is there a, some weekly activities, some small groups going on? Yeah. I remember one day I showed up at this church, and this church was being in a rural community too, right? And I was the only one that showed up for Bible study. 
So it was, I think it was a Monday, if I remember correctly. So it ended up just being me and the pastor (laughs) (laughs) having a conversation. So that's what kind of helped me. So the pastor really took interest in me Mm -hmm. and was able to explain the way of the Lord. But I didn't quite stay long there. I think I stayed for maybe another month or so before I went back home. And so when I got back to my own church, it was a little bit difficult because I still had those circle of friends that I had known before. Mm Uh, but what, what really helped was those friends when I got to university. They showed me the way of the Lord more perfectly. I remember one event I attended where they talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I, I had no idea what that was. So as the preacher explained it, and then I remember that few months before that time, I had that experience and I had no idea that was baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was just wow. play, praying in the room. And something changed in my tongue. I started saying, I'm like, hey, you're saying nonsense. <laughs> but later on, I heard that preacher. And then that preacher explained what the baptism was. I'm like, yeah, that's that thing I had. So yeah. I believed God again for that, of course. And since then, you know, I can go on and on speaking in other tongues and, and all yeah. of that. So, yes, to answer your question, those people really helped me know the way of the Lord. And till today, I'm still in touch with those people. Right. One wow. of them is actually my my spiritual father and, and he lives in the UK now. And I remember them buying me my first study Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a Dick's Bible. It's I read it and read it. It's almost gone, right? <laughs> so yeah, pretty interesting. Wow, that that's pretty amazing. So uh what we're gonna do here is just take a short break and when we come back we're gonna hear more of your story. So uh thank you listeners for listening so far and we'll see you guys right after the break. Hey guys, Andrew here. Enjoying our open, transparent, and honest conversations? Us too. Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. Honest Conversations, found wherever you get your podcasts. We at Honest Conversations know that the church isn't a specific building, place, or brand, and it actually encompasses the entire body of believers. If you or your church is wanting to get involved in helping build a thriving young adult community, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on our socials or send us an email. We want to hear from you. Send us your questions and we'll be sure to include them in our next Q&A segment. Chat soon. Thank you guys for uh, joining back with us after that break. And uh, now we're still here in the studio with Wally Adabogan and we're just going to continue to talk about his faith journey. And so far it's been a pretty uh, great testimony. I really enjoyed some of the things uh, you've mentioned and it's really impactful to see like some of those people that have helped you in your life and it's just amazing for me to be able to hear your testimony as well and I can't wait to hear more testimonies in the future because learning how you came to accept Christ is just it's just great so thank you um so we're just going to start out by uh, asking you uh what are three words you can describe your faith journey for us so far? All right. You don't want to ask a preacher three words, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would just say grace of God. Grace of God. Yeah, that that's a great one. Mm-hmm. You preached on that a few weeks ago. I did. I did. <laughs> yes. Uh, so now, when did Jesus truly become real? And when did you start leading living your life for Jesus you mentioned uh it was kind of right after uh 
you accept them there when you thought you were on your deathbed and you accept them, you really start living. But uh, when did you get like really involved, like in a church or something like that? So, like you said, immediately I got saved that day, November 13, 2001. Um, I just, it's like a new desire, it's like an old desire went away, like Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, right? So, Mm -hmm. the the old's gone, the new has come, was like the new really came, and I said, I was hungry for God, like I just told you about going to Bible study and I was the only one that showed up there, right? So, uh, so I just kept going back, right? So yeah. because I wanted more and I've, I've, I've never stopped since then, right? So going back to God, um, I would say, you know, I was, I was zealous, I would say at the beginning. Uh, there certainly when I look back, maybe some things, uh, maybe I would have done them differently. Um, but again, getting to know Jesus, I think you can't, you can't stop knowing the Lord, yeah. right? The scripture says deep, call it unto deep, right? So um, that we know in part, right? And we're going to know fully later on when we join the Lord in glory, right? So there have been different revelation of the Lord to me, as you know, God at different times would reveal himself, you know, at different seasons in our lives. So at that moment when I got saved, I mean, I would learn this later that that was God revealing himself as, you know, Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals, right? Yeah. Uh, but also the one that saves as well, right? And so along the journey, I've had different insights into the word of God. And that's helped me know the Lord, you know, a little bit more. Um, and, and it's just progressed from there. So I, I would really say Jesus became real to me at that moment because I felt something in my spirit. I felt yeah. more yearning to know the Lord, and it's it's been ongoing. But I would also mention that, you know, there were times in my life as well that I had to come to the realization that, hey, do I still want to continue to follow the Lord? <laughs> uh, I yeah. don't want to follow the Lord anymore. I remember there was this particular moment I had finished university. You know, in university, I was very involved on campus with a lot of evangelistic ministry. Uh, I hardly had time to read. Don't do that. Make sure you're reading your books (laughs) and balancing everything, right? So, um, but uh, what great moments. But after I finished school, there was a point in my life that in Nigeria, when you finish university, you get to do this one-year compulsory government service where they approach you to a different province to go work there and they pay mm-hmm. you a little bit of minimum. So when I got to this place, it was my first time getting to a place where I really didn't see any believers in the first few days. Like, no believers that knew me and stuff like that. And I had to come to a point where I asked myself, do I want to continue to just hang out with people who are non-believers? And yeah, I'm, you know, I've done my, my, my part for the Lord, so maybe let me enjoy my life a little. Or later on, I found out that there was a group of believers also gathering somewhere, right? So I had a choice to make, whether to start following the Lord or continue in that regard. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's by the grace of God that I was able to also choose decisively to continue to follow the Lord. And that was the moment. I remember a night I was praying and it was so heavy upon my heart. And I said to the Lord, I said, Jesus or nothing, 
right? And it was it was like maybe my second born again experience, yeah. <laughs> but but it wasn't as you know it's not a second born again experience, but it was a moment of maybe a moment of consecration might mm-hmm. be the right word. And since then I haven't looked back, and I've just oh. said I've got into a point where it's too late <laughs> to look back, right? So we're on this journey, and we keep going till whatever time the Lord comes or the Lord takes me home. So I've made a decision in that regard. Well, so after that, there hasn't been really any other time where you found it just tough to follow through and continue uh, following Jesus. There wasn't like anything in your life that kind of hindered that. I've had situations that were challenging, but I've always taken them to the Lord. Yeah. Right. Uh, I remember one occasion where I applied for admission, you know, and I got turned down the first year. The second year, it looked like I was going to get turned down again. But instead of, you know, working away from the Lord, I ran to him, right? And I said, hey, Lord, you have to help me out here, right? So now those were difficult moments. But I feel like I have no other option anyway because, you know, whatever else I was trying <laughs> wasn't working out. So who else was going to help me, right? So uh, I think my life has come to a point where when I face challenges, I want to talk to God about it, yeah. right? And naturally, you know, and this is some of the things we have had to grow as a believer as well. I like to fix things myself. Mm. So if Gavin tells me right now you have a problem, I can tell you 10 things <laughs> to fix it, right? So that was me, like maybe early on in my Christian life. Uh, but the Lord taught me how to depend on him as well. Mm-hmm. And some of that has really helped me in difficult times. And I've had difficult times, uh, you know, different stages of my life, right? Uh, but one thing that's always helped me is to just keep trusting the Lord, going back yeah. to the Lord but also believers, right? When you have a group of believers that you share faith together, you can talk and you can pray together, that that really helps. It reminds me of actually when I moved to Canada as well. So that's uh, over 11 years ago. Again, it was a new society for me. It was one of those moments where I had another option again to do I want to keep following the Lord mm. or do I don't want to keep following the Lord? I remember the devil coming heavily with a temptation in my heart and said, you're in a new place. Nobody knows you. Don't worry. You won't lose your pride or whatever. <laughs> right? You don't need Jesus you anymore. Need you're Jesus, in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in Canada. Just, you know, mix with the crowd and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, this is the devil. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I started praying to the Lord and asking for, you know, people with like mind. And it was amazing how the Lord orchestrated. I remember some of my friends, you know, then at the University of Regina in the basement uh, under the, I think it was the North or South residence. In the basement there, we would pray every week. Sometimes I think we prayed at two or three times a week. And those were great moments that I put all my burdens to the Lord and whatever it is I was going through. And that really helped me uh, in there. So challenges come, run to the Lord. Right, yeah. so that's that's been together the, with uh, other believers. Exactly, you need that encouragement. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about what your relationship looked like in the past with God, but what does it look like in the present time? So I've always known that the anointing of yesterday is not enough to sustain you today and going forward into tomorrow. So uh, the mercies of God is new every morning. Mm. So the grace of God is also something we draw on every day. 
Yeah. Right. I like to always say that the two prayers that I pray every day, more grace and wisdom. Right. Yeah. Those are two prayers I pray every day. So I would say my relationship with God has been progressing. Right. So, you know, I hear a lot of believers, you know, talk about COVID and COVID has been challenging for a lot of people. Right. But one of the things the Lord's helped me with even during the COVID is uh, what I call finding your chair knowing when to retreat, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I did, because, you know, being in retail banking, I was still going to work all through the pandemic, right? So, uh, but one of the things I did is I would take like every second Friday or every third Monday, right? Just to do a retreat. And I would spend extra time in God's presence, you know, just listening to messages, studying the Bible, you know, praying. So those moments kind of helped me refresh so I would say my relationship with God uh, is in the right direction. I mean, not by my power, not by my mind. Uh, yes, some some self-discipline and intentionality is there, but it's also by the grace of God, right? Mm-hmm. Paul said, by the grace of God, you know, I am what I am, right? So, and, and that's my story as well. So, But the Lord has been helping me, looking forward to greater things as well, greater impact in the future. Uh, but certainly, I love this God. And, and yeah. there is no other alternative, yes, <laughs> right, that we're going to turn to. It's just this God will will keep following him to the end. Yeah, and not even just turning to him only in difficult times, but just coming to him every day. Every day, yeah. every day, every day. And I, let me say something quickly, too. And sometimes, too, you know, it's easy for us to maybe turn to God when we have challenges. Certainly, maybe most of the people from my own kind of background you know, coming from Nigeria, where some things could be naturally challenging too that are not readily available mm-hmm. uh, in Canada, you're forced to turn to God. But then you get to a level where you have comfort. You don't need to pray for food. You don't need to pray for the basic things. You need to pray, you need to pray for a job. All those things are kind of just there, like resources are yeah. now coming. Then the test now comes, would you continue to still follow God? So if there's someone listening to this, maybe you're at that stage in your life as well. Here is what I want to say, right? You got to make a decision to follow God, whether things are rosy or things are, are going the other way, right? And the way you do that is to understand that the Lord is your source. And so whatever you become, whether good, bad, or however we want to define it, it is to the Lord. So I wake up every morning I may not have a need to pray about yeah. and say, oh, I need healing this morning. And sometimes I may need that and I might pray for that. But I still want to love on the Lord. I still want to yeah. say, Lord, I'm here this morning just to worship and pray, grab my daily devotional yeah. and do what I need to do. Just and to say, hey, God, I'm still I'm alive, still so here. thank you. <laughs> I need grace yeah. and I need wisdom because we need both every day, right? Mm-hmm. The grace of God and the wisdom of God to do what's right, you know, and choose what's right. Oh, so the next question I was going to ask is, what is a piece of advice you give other believers? I think you just gave one there, there but if go. there's another one, <laughs> is there another one, like a simple one well, you just want to? I, w- I would say. Especially it. for new believers too. Yeah. You know, don't, Hebrews 10, I think verse 25 says, you know, don't forsake the assembly of one another. Um, mm. I always believe that no one can succeed alone. And as a matter of fact, no one has ever succeeded alone. Even Jesus, at some point in his Christian work, needed Peter, James, and John to just 
hey guys, just watch, even if you can't pray, stay awake and just hang out with me. I need you guys. This is a tough moment in my life. So I would say, God has not called us to isolation, mm -hmm. but onto separation, right? And there's a difference between the two. Isolation is when you, you know, just close creep up in up. your basement, yeah. close yourself up. No one is in your circle, no church, no youth group, no young adults group, no small group fellowship, no small to friends, right? But separation is separating yourself from the things that God doesn't want you to get involved with. Mm. not separating yourself from other believers, right? So, yeah. yes, we may have disappointments from other believers sometimes, but that shouldn't stop us from having that circle. So that would just be my encouragement is being that community of believers where you can, you know, get strengthened, but at mm -hmm. the same time, also spend time with God yourself so that you know God for yourself. Because yeah. there may be times in our life where, like I said, I moved to Canada. I felt like I was all alone, you know, on my own. So we need to be able to stand for God ourselves, right? But at the same time, it is the place of not isolating ourselves intentionally, but making sure we connect with other believers. So that's why I really love what yeah. you guys are doing, building a community of young people, young adults, right. youth, youths that can come to know the Lord and, and work together in, in the faith. Yeah. So I just got to say, though, even those last two pieces of advice, advice you gave there, I can see that in your testimony. It kind of came out in your testimony, too, you know, gathering with believers and uh, being able to come in the presence of God every day and ask him for more grace and more wisdom. That I saw that in your testimony, right? And it's just great advice for everyone to be able to have. Well, uh, that's going to conclude our episode today. So thank you very much, Wally, for taking your time to be here and share with us. It was great getting to hear your testimony. And uh, just want to shout out to our partner churches here in Regina, Harvest City Church and Gateway Church. Thank you guys so much for your support. And just want to say to all the listeners, thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this and hang out with us. And uh, we hope to see you guys next time. See ya. To all of our listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. Check out our website at anchor.fm slash honest conversations for all the ways to stay connected and be the first to know about new episodes. See you next time on Honest Conversations.